Why, welcome to Two Drunk Teachers, because adulting is hard. So a teacher, a counselor, and a woo girl walk into a bar. And here we are. Yeah. Except Berkey's a little bitch and didn't come. Yeah. No no guidance counselor tonight. <laughs> We're judging. Which is why we will be the messes that we are, because there's mm-hmm. no one to guide us. Hey, we have no guidance. <laughs> okay. So our format tonight, what we are going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about our bell ringer today. And our bell ringer is... Uh, working out versus drinking. Which one is actually better for your overall health? Yeah, I'm going with drinking. Just well, I mean, like I, right I, like, I went on a run on Monday, and I felt pretty good. But I also feel pretty good right now drinking this mule. So, like... It's all about balance. I mean, I didn't do anything yesterday. I ate a box of mac and cheese. That you sounds know, healthy. Well, it's super misleading because it's, like, meant for, like, four people. But, like, if you put it in one bowl, it's meant for one person. It is meant for one person. Yeah. It's... You know, it's okay. Well, here's a question for you: Are you a mac and cheese purist? So, like, do you only stick with one brand, or will you diversify your diet and eat more than one brand? Okay, so I only like the craft shapes, but I also have a gourmet mac and cheese cookbook. So I either go like really bad with craft, or I like go like pretty hardcore. My daughter will only eat craft. It's it's the original. Well, yeah, because like Velveeta is gross. Like the Annie's is gross, but. I, like I said, I have a mac and cheese cookbook. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> like the best mac and cheese is if you have like one cup of pecorino and three cups of cheddar. That's oh, wow. the best. That's, that does sound delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well then let's, let's bring it back to our drinking versus working out. Which alcoholic beverage would best go with craft mac and cheese? Um, in my experience, whatever wine is on sale. Red or white. So it's very strange. Like I typically drink Pinot Grigio, but like if I'm in a red mood, I drink a Malbec, which like are total opposites. They are. So I don't really know. Just like a Lambrusco. Here we go. A what? Lambrusco. What? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean like I definitely am not like a wine person, but. Well, I also found it goes with a nice like whatever beers in the fridge i'll steal a well, the, yeah. probably spotted cow like well yeah because yeah, like my general trend i don't know if you've noticed craft mac and cheese is 99 cents um if you get uh barefoot wine um you know it's low quality because it's a twist off and there's not even a cork it's usually on sale for 4.99 and some of it has bubbles and that is just delicious their moscato is like a juice mm-hmm. it is bad news yeah yep guaranteed hangover can't do the pink moscato anymore though no nope came out my nose once. <laughs> okay, my Guinness just about came out my nose. <laughs> I just like ate too much and then I was getting sick and it's coming out my nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway. Great launch. Working out clearly. Well, I think we just answered our own it's question. It's so funny though because yeah. like I didn't really drink that much like as a young, you know. But- okay, not bad. <laughs> you are I- the young. Listen, woo girl. <laughs> Oh, you know, that should take us into our icebreakers. So, uh, icebreakers, who are we? <laughs> we'll start with the woo girl. You want her one white claw. But the thing is, like, the only reason why I got a white claw that day when we went out was because I didn't eat lunch. And I was like, I'm a lightweight. I'm going to black out if I drink anything else. Well, see, that just shows you are a woo girl. And you are the new teacher. I'm not our, anymore, you, though. You are, you are not. You are now officially... You, you, you now that there are trial. six other new teachers at school. 
<laughs> I'm well, definitely not the new teacher. There is, just... There's something a lot of teachers can identify. Turnover rate. Yeah. Yeah. Who but, survives? Yes. I am a first-year teacher. Um, unless you ask any of my kids, I range anywhere from three years to ten years of experience. There are children that I teach who think I am 34. Um, but I also told a bunch of random freshmen I saw in the hallway that I was 19. So. And they probably believed it. No, they did. They were like, oh my god, you didn't even go to college. And I said, no. Yeah, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am the experienced, we won't say old teacher, because that makes me cry. Yeah. You're not old. I'm experienced. Well, that just makes me sound... You're a yeah. veteran teacher. I'm a veteran teacher. I'm the, I'm the veteran teacher. Our guidance counselor is just a regular cheap. teacher. Our guidance I'm a counselor, veteran but, teacher. Yeah, I'm I'm a veteran teacher. But our and, guidance counselor doesn't matter. So no, he's he lost out today. So <laughs> so I've been teaching for 15 years, and well, I'm in a new school, so it feels like I'm a new teacher all over yeah. again. Yeah. But it's like not like learning how to teach. It's learning where to make copies. <laughs> And like that aspect of being a new oh, teacher, right? Oh, we had, we had a fire drill and a lockdown drill all without any instruction as to how I should do it. So I well, literally was just- and then you closed the door. I couldn't find the stairs. <laughs> the kids, uh, the kids had to come and get me and they kind of took me by the arm and led me down the stairs. I haven't so. gone outside for our last couple of fire drills because they've been during my prep. <gasps> you lucky girl. Yeah, so Did I you hide didn't. in the- Hide in your room, turn off the lights. No, I literally left the lights on and the door open. No one cared. Wow. So if like the building is ever actually on fire, standards, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, um, and that that brings us to where do we teach? Because if they just heard that students led me out of the building into a staircase, um, and they're th they're picturing kindergartners, they're really my <laughs> ability. It was seniors. I teach seniors. You yeah, have seniors? I have seniors. How fun is yeah, that? They're amazing and I love them. They're That's just good. wonderful. That's so good. They're they're so cute. And they've already adapted to me. So the very first day I was there, they're like, You talk to us babyish. And I'm like, Yeah, it's a thing. You'll get used to it. And then now it's when I don't call them sweetie and baby, they're like, Why are you mad at me? <laughs> I'm like, Oh honey, I'm not mad at you. I love your little face. Yeah. So they've just accepted my my So you teach only seniors? Uh pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, it's 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 wonderful <laughs> and terrible because senioritis is a real, real contagious uh -huh. disease. Yeah, I it just is, had to, it is I true. had a couple write-ups today because you know it's the second week of the semester for us because we're on the traditional start, hmm. and I have seniors who I haven't seen since the first day of class. And I was like, oh, maybe they caught the flu. But no, they go to all of their other classes because my one senior class is eighth hour, so they all leave. Oh, yeah. That's and, like, I literally was writing so many truancy write-ups. And I was like, this sucks. I don't like writing write-ups. But, like, stop skipping my class. Turds. Have, have you been told yet if you were just more engaging in your classroom, the kids would show up? No, but we were told on Tuesday in our meeting that we need to report kids who are skipping. To which I said, how do I know if they're skipping or if they're just not here? And so today when I had them write for 10 minutes, which by the way, apparently is like asking the world. <laughs> They're like that's 10 shocking. minutes? That's, that's half their life. It was kind yeah. of funny, but um, yeah, I was going through and looking at their attendance records and I was like, oh nope, just eighth hour they're missing. Cool, love that for me. Oh, It's all right. I have like okay. 35 kids. And so if they're not there, does that make me a bad person <laughs> if I'm excited about it? Well, okay, so let's go back to um, let's let's finish our icebreaker. And, oh, yeah. and we'll talk about like so. 
the the lovely accusation of the kids will attend your class if you're just a great teacher. Who was your greatest teacher that you ever had? Miss Murray. Oh, who's Miss Murray? She was my English teacher in high school for my junior and senior year. I had her for a world lit or what we called world lit, I guess. I don't know. It was just English on my transcript. And then I had her for AP lit and she was amazing. She like in passing once was like, yeah, you'd be a good teacher. And I was like, well, that's it. I got to be a teacher now. <laughs> Like literally every like cover letter I wrote for any of my teaching jobs was I just want to make Miss Murray proud. Aww, yeah, she's amazing. I mean, there's a lot of underlying questions about why you're living your life for somebody else, but it's sweet. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to you. You're okay. You're wonderful. You're the best teacher. I know. So please breathe. Please breathe. <laughs> To be fair, I was not a great person when I was 18, as most people are. Like, I really just needed some sort of direction. See, I think that's what it is, is a teacher who, I, I mean, and the story you told was not about the curriculum she taught, it's that she saw you. Yeah. Um, my, well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, as like an honors kid, like when you get all A's in your classes, like your teachers don't really care. And like, I was a mess in high school and she was the only one who'd be like, hey, you seem kind of off today. And I'm like, you know what? I am off. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. She saw you. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So my favorite teacher, um, I was in junior high, and uh, we moved a lot to military parents. So Ooh, we moved all, all over the. All, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and um, so I just decided I was I was exhausted from the moving. I was tired of making new friends, and just everything was terrible. I was mad about where we moved because my gosh, we moved to Wisconsin. I mean, I've. <laughs> I've lived in amazing places. I've lived in Alaska, New Orleans, in, in Washington, Seattle, like Oregon, and you know, oceanfront, and just in now uh, like Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And I was just, I was fed up. Um, Where did you like, live the longest, Wisconsin? Uh, well, now, yeah, now, like I, as a kid, I, I got stuck here. Yeah, and oh, as a kid, mm, Washington State probably. Oh, yeah, fun. Well, no so. rain, but anyways, continue. I love it, but um, yeah. So I just, I just chose. I decided I wasn't going to speak. I was just done. I wasn't speaking I, anymore. And I, I'm sorry. That is so hard for me to believe. <laughs> like, I just remember our first day of PD. And I was like, oh, I'm running. You're like, I'll run with you. <laughs> I'm really you know slow. Me. And I stop and look at squirrels. And I was like, <laughs> okay. It is true. I got lost on a trail run because I stopped to talk to a turtle. And <laughs> they had to send people out to go find me. So Recently? A, yeah, a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not my proudest moment, and I just shared it. So, yeah. but so I had this teacher, Miss Lee Chambers, and she was an English teacher. And oh, the uh, yeah, English teachers. They're always influential. I should have gone with Mr. Grimes, my favorite social studies teacher. Oh, um, so she, while I was actively pretending that I was unable to speak, and all of my other teachers were just going along with it and going, "Good, I don't have to call on her," uh, she was actively pretending I could speak. And well, so she pretending would, you could, you yes. could. She well, I could. Yeah, but she would she would pretend that I answered, and she oh. would like she as as adamant as I was to refuse to buy into her reality. She was adamantly refusing to buy into my reality, and she just and she didn't do it in a good way. She wasn't doing it in a harmful psychological sure. way. She was doing it in a, in a way that was just like like wink wink, and and she would where my math teacher would call on me and I would just look at him, and he would go to the next person. She would call in me and I'd just look at her and she would pretend that I answered and then keep going. And 
eventually, I I, yeah, it was so funny. But she, again, she wasn't, she wasn't mean or nasty, but just very like, she would wink at me, you know, like totally mm-hmm. like, and then she cast me into the school play Uh-oh. Uh-oh. as one of, not the lead, she wouldn't be that damaging to me, but one of the main. Wait, uh, you got put in the I play got, that was, you didn't audition for? I didn't audition for it. What play? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh! And and she put me in there, and um, it was absolutely hilarious because uh, I was on stage pretty much the entire time, and I knew everybody's role and everybody's line, Who and you? I was helping out everybody else. Finish all your Romeo and Juliet story. Uh. No. That, that was just pretty much it. She forced <laughs> me to. She forced me to talk. Like Wait, she who, broke my fantasy. Wait, who were you though? Because I'm reading Romeo and Juliet right now. Oh well, we only did the first that one, the one famous act. It wasn't the first act. The Part balcony scene. The, the balcony scene. So I was the nurse. Uh, yeah. Oh, you remember? Oh my gosh, yeah. she never shuts up. Mm. I had a kid reading for the nurse today, and they were like, "This is this is a lot." Yeah. And hence, that's why she gave me the role. She was just like, I'm going to break this out of you. And after that, I never shut up. And it's almost like I'm trying to make up for the like month I went Well, it's so talking. funny because the nurse is like a really cheeky character too. <laughs> yes, and I played her up. Oh, I'm sure you did. did. I'm and sure. And then I went on to be in like the forensics team and do other school. Like I just- You just literally never stopped talking. Yeah, then. and it's her fault. I wonder if she's basically. in therapy wondering if she yeah. like broke you. What did I do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> How has this happened? Okay, so moving on with our lesson plan here. <laughs> we now have our I do uh, of our scaffolding. And our topic of the week for I do is um, how to handle formal observations. Yeah. So I'm hoping you can tell me. Um, okay, so for those who, okay, Dave. Our, our one audience member. Oh, Dave no. and Tammy. Tammy, hi Tammy. Hi Tammy. Um, so our two audience members. So, so how they do formal observations in um, Wisconsin? Well, at least southeastern Wisconsin. I don't know about up You think so? I don't know. Oh, so they use the Charlotte Danielson model. Yeah. So this this is a program that started in 1996. Um, I was born in 1996. Oh, stop! My daughter was born in 1996. <laughs> Like when you say things like that, it makes me feel bad about myself and I'm old. You're not old. You're a veteran. I lie about my age. Yeah. Unless you end up running marathons. So the, the basic idea behind it was to stop with the whole, like, I like this teacher. I don't like that teacher. So you get a raise. You don't. And actually put in. So, so initially it was like basically a guide for mentoring and coaching. And then in 2013, they came out with the whole grid and it became, um, a, uh, a an evaluation instrument. Now, so how do they how do they look at us? So I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, like I've looked at it once or twice, and I was like, genuinely, like, and I had this conversation with another teacher where I was like, if I like if I have a walk an observation or even a planned observation, like I'm not going to do anything differently, right? Because I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly, which and is so how you're supposed why, to do which is why, which is why I'm not yeah. super familiar with the Danielson model because I read it once and I was like, "Yeah, it's a no from me," and then I put it away. <laughs> well, I think there's, I think there's pros and cons about it. There's some things that I really like about it, but I think that 
it's, it's one of those theory versus practice things yeah. where I'm not sure it's being practiced right. No. Um, or at least in my experience, from what I have seen, it has not been practiced right. Um, so basically what it is, is there four, there's four domains that you have to um, be observed in. And these four domains, um, well, okay, so domain one is planning and preparation. That's basically, do you know your content and pedagogy? Um, my gosh, if if you don't. Well, okay, sometimes you're thrown into a class, you're like, wow, what is this? So, you know what? Fair. But you're trying to learn. Yes, you're trying. You, you you're need trying. To you're giving them yeah. the good old college try. Stay a chapter ahead of the kids. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, honestly, everyone should be pretty good here. Although I have questionably seen some people flake out. Um, yeah, so domain two is the classroom environment. I think, honestly, this is the harder one for this is so difficult. And I ran into this when I was like student teaching is like when, when I was in my middle school placement, like I am not like, like I kind of like a little bit of organized chaos. Like yes. if kids are like reading silently, it freaks me out. Like I'll put music on or something just cause it like freaks me out. And I had a co-op who like, not in a negative way. Like she like very much liked silence and she was like, yeah, you'll get more control over them eventually. And I'm like, they're doing exactly what I need them to do though. Like, does it matter if they're tapping their pencil? Well, and, and so she yeah. was like, you have to figure out like what you like. And I was like, okay, but it sounds like you're telling me what I like is wrong. And so I think that's why that one's hard. Cause like if certain people walked into my classroom, they'd be like, does she know what her kids are doing? And the answer is yes. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. It's like create a rapport, mm -hmm. environment of respect, culture of learning, managing classroom procedures and managing super student behavior and then organized. Okay. So here's, here's where I think this gets really frustrating. And it goes back to exactly what you said is like a really good teacher, a teacher that is like on their game and the kids are actively learning, not just yes. playing and hanging out. Right. I think they're, you know, a great teacher cause they're your buddy, but like <laughs> one, one where you're, you know, you know, your kids are having those aha moments. Your kids are progressing. They're right. super excited, super proud of themselves. Like they're That's, learning. Yeah. And that comes down to like, that is going to have noise. But sometimes an administrator has been so far removed that they go in and expect to see quiet and in the desk and in a row and pencil in hand and doing some sort of worksheet. And, and so when you have this different viewpoint of what a managed classroom should be and how a student should learn, um, it, it becomes very concerning on how you're going to be observed with this. Mm -hmm. um, in, in how they're going to see you as a strong teacher or not. And I'm with you, I'm kind of like that. One of my best lesson plans that I, I absolutely love to do, um, which I put into the hands of the students and they, they they helped form this from the ground up, was a school play and the amount of creative expression and looking to see what's included and what facts are being covered and how they were putting together the start of World War One. They had to act out the start of World <laughs> War One, which, you know, we there were lots of discussions about. Is that um, Duke? What's his face? Duke, yes. Ferdinand. Yeah, no, it's it's actually Duke. What's his face? You had to write the. Okay, story. okay, yes. yeah. I got yeah. him and Lord Russell confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it was hilarious, you know, and they're they're arguing about how to sink the Lusitania and blow him up and throw a kid over who's sitting inside a cardboard box. <laughs> Um, I had kids talking about the Lusitanic, which was not a cause, just a related event that led to an emotion. Okay. Anyways, um, 
an emotional outburst from the country that had them flip sides and start to support a war. Um, but you know, so tossing a kid over in a box is gonna make noise. But I had kids talking about the Lusitania and, and the Zimmerman note and yeah. you know, shooting a Duke and, and, and that's gonna be noisy. But my kids can tell you the entire story from beginning to end and have all the details. Right. And all the and like isn't that what we want in the end? Yeah. And they were acting out like neutrality acts and, and policies and, and all of these different things. And, and they're going to be able to remember it longer than when they yeah, regurgitate it. Because they're going to crack test. up about how they tossed Max across the room in a card. Exactly. So, um, you know, and that's noisy. And if somebody had walked in at that moment to observe me, it would look like my class was chaotic. I was doing a vocab review game. It was the day I borrowed fly swatters from you. Oh, yes. So I wrote all the vocab words on the board, and then I was reading off the definitions, and I have them split into two teams, and they had to, like, smack the word. And I had an administrator come in to check and see if my kids were fighting, like, fist fighting, because they were getting so heated about vocab. Fly swatter game never ends without some sort of injury and a real quick check on your insurance. Yeah, and like I was like, yeah. oh my god, am I gonna lose my job? And then I was like, probably not. Like, but my kids know their vocab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching is messy. It really like Actually, if you're doing it, if you're having fun, yeah. Yeah. Same with like Romeo and Juliet in sixty seconds. So I told you about this, but I took like the most iconic lines from Romeo and Juliet and made a script, quote unquote, out of it. And they had to perform it in a minute. And I gave them 20 minutes to put the whole thing together. And I said, here's the deal, though. You can work in groups of three to four people, but there are 12 characters. And I was like, none of your characters can have the same voice. Like, if you need to wear name tags, if you need to put on a disguise, like, whatever, like, you have to figure it out. And because I have 32 kids, like, I put a couple of groups in the hallway well, one, there were like two classes across the hall for me who like weren't in session, so I didn't feel bad about it. But I was like, okay, but you guys like don't get crazy with it. But like they were having so much fun, and like they, I walked out there and a kid was crying because he was laughing so hard. That's good teaching, right? And then yeah. the teacher across the hall was like, "What were you doing?" It sounded like they had so much fun. And then I gave him the activity to do when he does Romeo and Juliet, and I'm like, "That's that's what you should okay. do." And that that's actually awesome. The fact that we share our learning, yeah, that, and that brings us to. Uh, okay, so we actually talked about uh, we talked about a couple here. So we have domain three, which is instruction. So that is communicating with students, um, using different techniques, engaging them in learning, yes. which is messy. Um, using assessment, that's that is a skill you develop between formative and summative along the way. Yeah. Um, and personally, I always found that like formative actually teaches me so much more than summative. Summative's the final. Summative is like, yeah. here's your last shot to prove that you yeah. really understand it. But really you watch all of it happen in the formative. Right. Yeah. I'm really big on ungraded formatives. I love ungraded formatives. Or like super informal infor like formatives, like an in-class discussion or like, I'm gonna draw a stoplight on the board red, green, and yellow, and I'm gonna give each of you a post-it. Put your post-it, like, where you think you are. Like, green, I totally got this. Yellow, I kinda get it. Red, WTF is happening. Like, that's so much more informative, because, like, if you don't make kids put their names on it, they're gonna tell you, like, I have no clue what's going on. And if you're too cheap for post-its, just a five. Like, five, I get it. Yeah. Four, I'm pretty good. Three, I'm okay, but come check on me. Two, nope. And then one is always, wait, I thought we were going to the zoo. <laughs> So, I'm, yeah, we all know that baby. Also, and like, yeah. that's how you don't take home three hours of grading. Exactly. Right. You know who hates non-graded formatives? Administrators. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because they can't look in your grade book and tell if you're doing a good job. 
Okay, and then four professional responsibilities, and that's... <laughs> Is anything professional? No. I'm like, mm-mm. If you see no. a really good teacher, you sometimes question that. Um, <laughs> but reflecting on teaching, which I, honestly I think... If you're a really good teacher, you're not going home at night and checking out. You're actually sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, did Billy get it? What did I do? Can right. I set this different? Can I go back tomorrow and recheck it? Yes. Okay, so so the problem with recording in a bar is that sometimes you have to stop and take a break because the pinball machine was really, really I'm going like, haywire. We thought we, we thought we were making a good move by coming to the back room. Yeah. So, so you know, they got action shots. <laughs> Not quite as actiony as the pinball machine was going, but so what we're going to do right now is we are going to take a brain break and order a shot. So we are willing to take any suggestions as to what kind of shot we should take. You know, so, this isn't live, right? Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> what people can do is they can put they can put it down in the comments. Um, so Dave and Tammy, <laughs> our two listeners, um, if you want to put down in the comments what shots we should take, you know, then then we have we have a running list of shots that we can try. As, we should do something like really yeah. easy. We'll like, have homework. Lemon drops. Sounds good. We'll start. No. It sounds like 21. Yeah. I kind of love it. <laughs> that that works. That That's what we'll start with, and people will be so disappointed Ooh, like in us. Oh, I like cherry bombs. Easy. Oh, I, I do love cherry bombs. Because they taste like cherry yeah. tootsie They do taste. It, it's like candy. It is. It is a candy. It's easy. So, so if you want us to not do 21, um, what you're going to need to do is tell us shots that we should try down in the comments. Because otherwise, yeah. we're just going to go full, full woo girl. Absolutely, shots. you know, next is tequila rose and there's just, and you know, I'm no coming back from that. Oh man. Poor Carrie. Carrie was sitting next to me that one DBF where I took two tequila shots and then left and I ordered another one. She goes, Oh, okay. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. She's surprised. Cause normally when I sit down after a DBF, oh, oh DBF dive bar Fridays, we love see, listen, teachers, let me, let me just, okay. Honestly, anyone with a tough job, but mostly teachers, um, Get together with a good group of people from your work, and and really, this is your life support system. I cannot tell you enough. You need a life support system. Go find a dive bar. Go have some shots. And <laughs> no, I'm not encouraging alcoholism. You could you could do a shot of Sprite if like you have concerns. Um, the Sprite is seltzer water. Yeah, seltzer. It's it's all good, but you really you really need to DBF. And if you're not DBFing, you're not supporting each other. Well, and it's so interesting that you bring that up because, like I was saying, like I didn't drink much like in high school or college or anything. And then one of my professors was like, "If you don't drink now, you will drink like once you become a teacher." And I was like, "No," but like I drink so much more socially now, like. Yeah, it's a side effect of being a teacher. That's uh-huh. not healthy. It's but... not like a coping mechanism. Yeah, no. not yet. Ideally, never. Yeah, but the but other it, day, it's bonding. It's bonding. The other day, um, Matt was really sick, and he's like, "Do you think I can take three Tylenol and two Sudafed and be okay?" And I went, "I don't know. I've seen your liver in action. It's pretty strong." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, medical advice and drinking advice from teachers. It, you know, this is why we're not doctors. This is absolutely warm. Yeah. 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 This is, this is a real thing. Okay. So brain break. We're going to take a shot. Here we go. Are we? How's it going back here? Um, we're trying so We're hard. ready for shots. Yeah. Cool. So, so we're thinking cherry bombs. Yeah. Cherry bombs. Unless you have a better recommendation, which anything at this point is probably a better recommendation. Um, no, for all, for straight up whiskey. That's my, that's my thing. 
Do we want to do that one? Our first go out? Like just, yeah? Okay. What about bourbon? Do you have Woodford? No, Woodford. This tracks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Our dog is named Woodford. Yeah. I have some, uh, Makers is good. Nice and spicy. All right. We'll do a Makers. Okay. Bring, do a Makers. I'll bring two of those. Okay. Can That's you bring one. me a Sprite to chase it with two? <laughs> Not the point of the podcast was to get drunk. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's two, two drunk teachers. Two drunk teachers. Okay. Lord. Yeah. The makers. Yeah, we'll do it. Bourbon. Should I, should I grab an order while I'm here? Uh, I th- are we both doing the grown up grilled cheese ham? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, grown up grilled cheese. Uh, fries, tots, salad. Tots, man. I have like salad. I have tomato soup today. Oh. <laughs> grilled cheese and tomato soup. It's the <laughs> ultimate. What is wrong I with like you? Tomatoes. Okay, you're weird. Tomato soup. That's not weird. I think tomatoes are a really normal thing not to like. It is. But in well, a soup, especially in a grilled soup. cheese. I don't even like ketchup on my burgers or on my okay, fries. You're just, you're just, oh, you're can broken. I get a side of ranch with the fries? Okay, Me? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. It's okay. She is. That, how Wisconsin are you that you're ordering ranch with your fries, though? Like, seriously. wisconsin you gotta get the ranch <laughs> to put your fries in. Here he. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Go back. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank, Thank you. you. I had a manager who had a really thick Wisconsin accent. And like, like everyone would ask me to impersonate her. She found out about it one day and she felt like she was like sad. You bully. It, no. it was so <laughs> bad. It was like, welcome to Old Navy. See our rocks, their peons are on sale. Make sure you sign up for Old Navy card. You can get 25% off your next purchase. Fair Let me know if I can help you. Woo! We should do the rest of the podcast in Wisconsinese. Okay. All right. So now they're uh, you're like the Manitowoc Minute, eh? <gasps> I love the Manitowoc Minute. I've never actually shout seen out the full for episode. Manitowoc I've never actually seen the full episode. Oh, we can't shout out and then say we know it. It's I do. I obsess over it. It's so funny. Like his driving school segments of how to drive in Wisconsin are the shortest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, actually, I lied. Yeah. I saw one where he was giving directions. Like, he's like, oh, how was directions like Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, go about two blocks this way and then uh, take a left at the uh, Piggly Wiggly. And then when you <laughs> uh, see the uh, broken tree, then you take a right. And I was like, is that not how you give directions? No one knows what north, south, east, and west are. No. no I, I literally mean, said that to the yeah. kids. I was like, can you guys gather in the southwest corner of the room? And they were like, the what? And I was like, buy the oil diffuser. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. We'll get the uh, the, uh, the fire marshal yelling at us. Hide your fridge. What? Fire marshal. All the things we're not supposed to have in our classrooms. But I'm sorry. High school no. kids after lunch. No. Mary said we could have gym. oil diffusers. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, have, I had a group of kids where like, I went to go talk to their counselors. And I said, hey, so I have so-and-so in class. And Mara goes, oh, the body odor. Like, I didn't even say anything else. I just said their names and she knew. Yeah. See, I think while kindergarten teachers and elementary school teachers have boogers and snot and crying, we have an especially large challenge with body, body odor. odor. Yeah. Kids at the like gym. PDA. Oh, I will, I will take PDA over body odor. Like I, I can look away from the PDA, but when you have like 35 kids in your classroom and 10 of them just got out of gym and wow, there's yeah. not enough room freshener. There's just, yeah. Well, I'm like, I have like this fancy bath and body works like air freshener and I sprayed a couple sprays of it. Cause like usually there's stuff like the scents are good, but they don't last very long. And like, mm, it, mm, it made it so bad. Cause then it was like musty and mahogany teeth. <laughs> There does, there is something which is, 
which is why we have a guidance counselor who's supposed to be on our show. And and, and it it's it's just really it really is an artwork. Wait, to are be we able recording? To, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it it really is an artwork to be able to tell kids. Um, you, you smell. <laughs> yeah, this is deodorant. Put it on the pits and take a shower after gym. Um, yeah, because it's it's a struggle and the struggle is real. Yeah. And yeah, trapping that in a classroom that. See, that, how to handle that with finesse should be on the Danielson model. It really should. Yeah. Like, real shit teaching stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I took one class in college, and it was stuff like that. The, the real, like... Like, how to actually be a teacher. Yeah. Because there is a large amount of your time that deals with farts, and how to politely tell the kid... Well, you know, and, you know, they're, they're, they're actually, let's, let's take a look <laughs> at this. Um, would this be managing uh, student behavior and establishing rapport. Getting the kid who can't stop farting after pizza dippers um, to step into the hall and please, oh please, stop letting them go in class. No, that's when you just send them to the bathroom. It's like a dog, you know, like when it's your dog's farting a lot, that's how you know it needs to go outside and poo. That's when you yeah. need to go to the bathroom. But like, we shouldn't be writing bathroom passes though. Yeah, but we're not supposed to write bathroom passes. We're just supposed to inhale that and just, it gets in your mouth and it's mm -hmm. just, it's awful. And it's Jack, it awful. smelled like high school BO the other day. Oh. It now so smells terrible. like curry. Okay, which, hmm. Look <laughs> at that conversation. Um, okay, so which brings me to, so there's this quote by Lee Shulman from The Wisdom of Practice. After 30 years of doing such work, I have concluded that classroom teaching is perhaps the most complex, most challenging, and most demanding, subtle, nuanced, and frightening activity that our species has ever invented. The only time a physician could possibly encounter a situation of comparable complexity would be in the emergency room of a hospital during or after a natural disaster. <laughs> no, and I know like definitely there are there are doctors right now going, No, you, you sniveling lowly teacher, how dare you? But Oh, but, oh, shots time. Okay, here Snowy. we go. Oh, look, and he even... All right. Oh, God, All right, I'm bartender so shots. Here we go. I spilled. Okay. That's how you know it's too far. I brought one for myself. So I can Good. Okay. Good. Because, because your job, much like our job, deals with I don't, I don't want people. to. Oh, it does. Yes, absolutely. Here we go. <laughs> drink the Drink the Drink the soda. Mmm. Delicious. I can't do it. I guess I'm scared. This is not peer pressure. You're not, we're not forcing you to drink the shot. I'm, I'm going to do it though. I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I poured it. Okay. Once you take it, we can talk about something else. Exactly. Oh, it smells so bad. I've never had, what is this, bourbon? It's good. It's it's bourbon. I drink clear alcohol. I'm a woo girl. <laughs> I'm scared Take a little taste if you don't like it. There you go. Soak it in. It's good. It's great. <laughs> All right. That was a drink and not wood Tender rocks. Bartender rocks. It actually wasn't that bad. It actually wasn't that bad. Thank you. Do you need more booze? Uh, should I mule? Should I copy you now? Your mule looks good. Hi, mule. Can I get another mule too? Thank you. I mean, like we did all that Wisconsin talk and we didn't talk, we didn't order um, an old fashioned. That's. I don't. Like I said, I'm a woo girl. I drink clear alcohol. Oh my gosh. Tequila, vodka. Gin. Hey, hey, aviation gin. Real, real deal. Did Love I? Who, who, 
Oh, I just showed that commercial to Lori. <gasps> oh, the one with the, the Peloton? No, so when I was studying rhetoric with my freshman, I was showing them a bunch of commercials and we watched the Peloton one and then we watched the gin one right after. And I was like, should I be showing a gin commercial to 14 year olds? Probably not, but it's Monday and this is the only way I'm gonna get through today. Oh my like gosh. It was a week before Christmas break. I was just cackling because every time I drink aviation, I look at my husband and I go, wow, this is really smooth. <laughs> and so when the girl in the Peloton She's aviation like, commercial is, really is like, smooth. this is so smooth. Yes, yes. Just drink up. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I, the kind of support system you need at yes. your dive bar Fridays. Yes. If you don't have that at your dive bar Fridays, so you next need dive to go bar find Friday, we're all taking a round of aviation is one of you. Yes. Oh my gosh. We have our next shot. Thanks, Dave. When's our Thanks, next Teddy. dive bar Friday, though? Um, we'll set it up. We haven't had a dive bar Friday since. Well, you guys had final exams. Yeah. I'm on early schedule. That first so one that we had with you, we, that one, like with Johnny's, I think is the last time anyone put together a dive bar Friday. Uh, I will get the ball rolling. Okay. Here we go. We see. This is how it goes. It's that simple. Just one person has to go. I need a dive bar Friday. Get it going. And that, it remember when I walked in your room that day and I said dive bar Friday, and then you sent out a mass text that said, "Please, please, <laughs> DBF." <laughs> and that's how it works. But see, that's your support system. Anyone can walk in the room and be like, "I need support today," and then you have support that day. Yeah, but your yeah. support is like over here, and my support's over there, and it's just not working. Marina really wants to go to camp again. <gasps> Let's do it. I'm always down. Okay. Well, we'll force him to be a guest on our I show. told him he could. He's into it. He's into it? Yeah. Of course he is. Tammy found a house for me while well, we're on the subject of Camp Bar. I really want to live in Tosa and I want to buy a house eventually. And she's like, oh, my coworker's son is selling their house in Wauwatosa in like four or five years. It'll be perfect. It's right around the corner from that bar you like. And I was like, Camp? She said, yeah. And I was like, it's my house. Okay. You always base where you live or based on the bar. We'll just go over, knock on the door and be like, when you're ready, just let me know. Don't even put it on the market. Just buy it at a bump price. It'll be fine. Because I can totally do that. Yeah, on absolutely. Wait, Teachers but, are rich, didn't but, you know? No, but speaking of, did you see that there is a bill to reinstate collective bargaining in the state of Wisconsin? Oh, thank God. I mean, like, it's not going to go through, but we love Tony for trying. Yeah. And then it's is- like, it's like the same level as Mitt Romney, like, uh not pleading guilty but like charging trump was guilty like it's not going to do anything but like wow well and that that brings up two things so we can go for a full circle we'll we'll bring it back and then we'll have our closing um so okay first of all when people hear about like collective bargaining and things like that it, it it is really it really 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 isn't just about teachers wanting money like that i mean yeah of course anyone who has a professional degree and does an amazing job should be paid for their time and their value and skill but it really is like there's more to think about how many kids are in your class i have i actually did talk to you um i because i am a new teacher in a new school i have a mentor and i was talking with my mentor today about the fact that she told me to stand so i'm standing okay thank you for that or this Apple, is an Apple, Apple watch. I have upgraded. Um, so my mentor told me, um, you know, maybe you want to look at, at how you're setting up your room. And I started cackling. I have the smallest room in the school because new girl. Um, and uh, they put in four more desks. And I literally, I can't actually walk across my classroom to my teacher desk anymore. And I'm slightly worried that we're bringing fire code. I mean... Well, I told you last year when I was um, 
student teaching. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. See Enjoy how this works with the tomato soup no, and the cheese? This is, this is how it should look. Stupid tomato soup. Do you like pickles? Yeah. I love pickles. I'm gonna get pickles. But I told you last year we failed every observed every observed fire drill that we had because we had we were so over capacity. Oh my gosh. See this this is why we need collective bargaining because it's not just pay. It's your kid's safety. Your kid is being crammed in a room with 37 kids and one teacher in the smallest room in the school. And I had kids sitting on top of the radiator thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally, this kid came to ask if he could join my creative writing class and his counselor said, no, I'm going to make you ask her in person because her class is full and like Mara, no place to sit. Yeah. Mara, like being the angel she is, she was like, you know, like I'm going to let her pick. And like, because I don't care, I was like, sure, you might have to sit on the floor. Are you yeah. okay with that? Yeah. Because last year they were telling the school board, they're like, we don't have enough like spots there was like a biology class with like 41 kids and they didn't have enough desks and they were all sitting at the lab stations too so the school board bought them more stools so okay so and then this comes to the last point so to bring it back to charlotte danielson before we you know as we close our lesson today okay so i know so it's becoming less interesting as it's really as, just as the bourbon kicks in so <laughs> um <laughs> The here's, here's the problem that I have with Charlotte Danielson. I think it's it's actually really brilliant. I really do. I really think it's a brilliant system. The unfortunate part is they tie it to, um, they they tie it to our pay, and I think that is where it all falls apart and it gets manipulated by the powers that be. Well, now, it, but then on the other hand, now it's not like tied to at least in our district, it's not tied to our pay. So now we have nothing in place to earn a raise. So how it's supposed, right. Yeah, they take that away. So how it's supposed to be is, as you go through these career stages, you're supposed to have novice teacher, career teacher, mentor teacher, instructional coach, and then master teacher. Now, if you're tying Charlotte Danielson and pay to these levels, and then um, you're, you're on a fixed budget in your school district, and in order to get more money, you have to go to the tax payers. So what's going to happen is, I mean, heaven forbid the principals or anyone at central office takes a cut their pay. <laughs> no, not that. That would never happen. Um, but what's going to happen is you don't want your teachers to actually move up the chain and get that, that payout that comes with becoming a master teacher because you have to pay them more and you can't afford to pay them more because if you pay that teacher more, then you can either hire fewer teachers or you have to take cuts yeah. in other areas because money is, it, it, it's a scarcity. Yeah. Well, when I was at UW-Madison, I was the first cohort that they were testing out to get your undergrad and your like discipline and then get your master's in education. Like you get your secondary education master's and we were the first cohort, cohort that was doing it. And like, I went and talked to my high school principal about it because like, he's a cool dude. I really enjoyed him. And he was like, yeah, no, we wouldn't hire you. He's like, no. we would not hire a first year teacher with a master's degree because we're not going to pay someone who's that inexperienced but they have a master's degree, so we would have to. So they're pricing you out of the market. Exactly. And then Charlotte Danielson is gonna price people out of the market yeah. too. So it, it, even as I transferred schools, I have 15 years of experience. They cap out at 10 when I transferred over because they can't afford to actually acknowledge my full 15 years of experience. That doesn't happen in the private industry. That doesn't right. happen. If you have 15 years of experience and you transfer from a bank to another bank, they're gonna acknowledge your 15 years of experience. They're not gonna be like, well, we can't, we can't. Right. Because our, our budget is limited. 
um, they would make cuts in other places. And when you make cuts in a school, you're cutting things that are good for kids. Right. So it, it's heartbreaking. And and they're they're asking you to make these emotional decisions rather than fiscal decisions. And, yeah. And so the Charlotte Danielson model, while as brilliant as it is, once you attach pay to it, it becomes destructive. Yeah. And becomes a weapon, I think, honestly, because as much as it's trying to get away from being, you know, subjective, it's still subjective. Right. Because if you're not properly trained on this or something like that, you go in a room and you say like, well, you know, I didn't see your targets on the board. So you clearly don't know your content. Right. Instead of, well, I saw you rush in, handle four kids in the hallway. Well, you stopped and talked to guidance and and then you ran into your classroom to start your lesson, which you did beautifully and you have an amazing launch, but because you didn't have the extra 30 seconds in your day to write the target on the board, I'm going to knock you down. Yeah. You know, that's the, the Charlotte Danielson model can be used by people who don't acknowledge what, how many things we're juggling during the day, which takes us back to like the doctors hating our guts and going, no, Lily teacher, that's not true. But we handle 150 kids all coming at us almost at the same time. And you have to know them like genuinely inside and out, because if you're not, you're not being a quote unquote good teacher. So you're not differentiating for your kids who can't read that well, your kids who like are scared to speak out or like all this other stuff. Like, you're a bad teacher. So it's not that you have 150 kids. It's like, you know, those kids forwards, backwards and upside down. You need if to you know, don't, you're going to yeah. be criticized for it. You need to know who the kid is inside and out. You need to know their reading score, their math score. You need to know if they have an IEP, any allergies, have a forbid allergies. Um, no, really have forbid because I love peanut butter. So I have to be very careful. Um, your 504s, which yeah. are different than IEPs, but also the same. Yeah, like, who is their guidance counselor? Who are they connected with? Right. Who are their friends? Who are their friends connections with? Who are they dating? Did they break up? Are they having a fight with their friends? Um, what what makes them happy? What makes them sad? If they're yeah. going through something, is it okay to call home or is that going to make things worse? Like yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Do you call stuff. mom or do you call dad? Or like I had a situation last week, he got into a fist fight and they were like out of school suspension. And I'm like, that kid's homeless. Like really, that's your answer is an out of school suspension? Oh my god! I know. I was like, really, you can't give him an in school suspension just yeah. this one time? But it's like stuff like that. Yeah. Because otherwise just, you look ignorant. Yeah. And it, it there's so we have to watch for bullying. We have to watch for guns. We have to, there's so many things we are in charge of. And then they all come up at us all at once because they don't understand patience and they only understand immediate gratification. So they all want your attention immediately and you are expected to drop everything. They will interrupt every single conversation you've ever had. And then in the middle of all that, you're called out for an IEP meeting or a parent phone call. So, you know, the Charlotte Danielson model is brilliant as it is, doesn't cover the chaos that we deal with every single day. We are in a war zone every single day. Well, and I think especially for us, because we're in such highly enrolled districts, like we don't have balanced classes. We don't have like, adequate resources like we are in urban districts that are like struggling to make ends meet because of the so many kids that we want to educate and like are obligated to educate yeah you know because like we can't turn kids away because they're not doing well right yeah we take all the kids kids. who get turned away from the charter schools then come to public schools which makes it our job tenfold more difficult but like and we take them with open arms we do we We love love them. them We do, but like oh that was not God. rehearsed, and that was our reaction. I know we <laughs> love them. Like I, there's like maybe one or two kids for some days. I'm like, oof. But for the most part, like even your worst kids, like, you just might give them a hug and be like, it's gonna be okay. I you am, totally yeah. bombed that quiz, but it's all right. You're not gonna remember it a year from now. 
And I am I am definitely the teacher that loves the naughty kids more than the good Oh my kids. god, same. I love the naughty we, kids. Well, because we love some of the same kids. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely, yeah. We, because, you know, where other people see stress and problems, I see potential and energy and passion and engagement. You just have to find how they do it. Yeah. 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 So... There we go. And this is not one. an insult to doctors, but you get them one at a time. We get them 150 at once. And also you get to be adequately compensated for the amount of people that you see. Oh my day. gosh. It's so true. And respect. Doctors get Wait, respected. What? I've I never know. heard that word. I know. I once, I once was telling someone I was a public school teacher and they went, Oh, why? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you see, I was in a Or bar. when they get the, wow, like you're doing the like the tough work and they're like pitying you but like also like wow I could never and you're like yeah that's right you could never I'm like you couldn't yeah this is not like, babysitting not only do I make yeah. art jokes I also teach kids how to synthesize information and produce a thorough claim evidence and reasoning there you go but the fart jokes are my favorite oh for sure hands down I yeah. accidentally almost made a joke about the mile high club today <gasps> oh my gosh okay so that's a totally different episode <laughs> where we talk about words that accidentally fall out of our mouths <laughs> But words that sound like other words and you like try really hard in to my focus. brain i was so proud of the connection and then yeah. halfway through i was like i can't finish this joke you guys and they all just looked at me i was like so anyways <laughs> we're on page 37. okay on that note what is our closing for today what's your exit ticket my exit ticket yeah what did I do today? favorite teacher moment of the day today your exit ticket that would be on a charlotte danielson evaluation my favorite moment of the day Okay, so while you think, I'll give you mine. Okay, so I have been trying so hard to connect with a couple of my kids, yeah. you know, because I've only known them a couple of weeks. So, you know, I'm the new girl. I'm, a, I'm the awkward teacher. I am the awkward teacher who gets lost in the hallways. Four floors. My school has four floors. Yep. That's just, that's four opportunities for me to not find <laughs> my way around. So, um, so you know, these, these, these adorable, amazing kids. So, um, I managed to finally get this girl who always just rolls her eyes and like tries to put her head down in class. And she saw me in the hallway and she was, she gave me the biggest smile and went, Miss J, what are you doing over here? Are you lost? <laughs> and you were like, yes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I had walked a new girl to class because she looked as scared as me. And I said, well, if we're gonna be scared, we'll be scared together Aww. and we're gonna go find the gym together, which, Four floors down and in another part of the building. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. almost, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. look for the orange lights. Yeah, well, oh, funny, that's what we did. Um, <laughs> so this beautiful, wonderful girl that I've been trying so hard to connect with walked me back to the staircase and then smiled at me and said, have a good night. And I, that just made my day because now I know, like, deep down inside, I will find a way to connect with this charming little girl. Oh, yeah. Little girl. She is, okay, I can't, this Isn't is how old she I am. Like she's, she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> she's and an adult. a grown adult. And and I just see this beautiful, sweet face, so. <sighs> um, I don't know, man. No, you It's not that, like, I had a bad day. It's just that, like, I didn't have, like, any low points where, like, there was one, like, high point where I was like, oh, this, this has made it all today worth it. Like, I've had a really good week so far. You were on the rolling plane. Like, I don't yeah. remember the last time I had three good days in a row like this. No peaks, no valleys, just rolling planes? Well, actually, I did have a kid. Well, so, my sixth hour, they are an experience. 
And I kept like poking fun of this kid because he showed up for the first day of second semester and I haven't seen him since. And I saw him in the hallway and I said, you should come to class today. It'll be so fun. And he showed up and we were like cracking jokes or whatever. And I was like, okay, you need to read up to page 70. And like he threw a fit, but we're reading a poetry book. So it's probably actually like 15, 20, like full pages of reading. And this other kid goes, Miss S. And he like pulls, like calls me over and I was like, what's up? He actually came from your school. He just transferred. <gasps> what? Well, he transferred like before you were there. But anyways, um. and he goes, these kids are dumb. <laughs> And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I was gone on Monday and Tuesday, and I already did all the reading and the assignment. And then he goes, and I'm special ed. Oh, my gosh. So Please like, tell me the other kid didn't hear him. No, okay. no. And, like, he's this really sweet, like, soft-spoken kid, like, sits in the corner, like, does his work, like, so sweet, like, teddy bear. But, like, I was like, you're right. Yep. And it's just, like, to know that, like, sometimes you're not the only one who, like, wants to bang your head against the wall and things, like, aren't perfect. But you know, it's good. And, and just for the record, deep down, do you we know they're not gonna dumb. bring our meals? I think he forgot about their meals. See, this is the problem of recording in a bar. Well, we're also in the back corner. We are in the back corner. For good reason. I mean, we made the mistake of sitting in the back corner by the pinball machine. We've learned from that mistake. Yep. Yeah. We also learned from the mistake of not turning our microphones on. Yeah. So that was interesting. So trial and error, yeah. episode one of Two Drunk Teachers, because let me tell you, adulting is it, hard. It's hard. It is really hard. Podcasting, yeah. hard. Teaching? Hard. Yeah. Sobering up so we can drive home because we don't drive drunk. We never endorse that. No, of course not. That's actually easy. Yeah, sobering because, up is easy because yeah. we have we have I grilled cheese sandwiches. I stress baked 64 cookies in the past like five days. Okay, so should we should we should we cast off with workout or eat or drink? Sorry, workout or drink. Well, I'm gonna go drinking right now because I'm having a good time. Yeah, I'm having fun. Well, we'll point out we are both runners. I'm flattered that you just called me a runner. Um, I didn't say fast runners. We are slow runners. We're turtles. You run faster than I do. No, we run about the same. Deep down inside, we know who we we are faster. (laughs) So, but um, so that brings us joy. But yeah, we're turtles. But we run, and we drink, and we teach, and so yeah, a teacher, a guidance counselor, and a woo girl. Walk, walk into, into a, a bar, bar, except the guy in the council didn't come. Yeah, we'll work on that. So maybe next time he can come and do uh, TikTok tarot readings. <laughs> there we go, because that is his segue. That's his uh-huh. That's his bit. TikTok tarot readings. TikTok tarot readings. Okay, and on that note, leave us... We don't have a sign-off. Leave, leave us some shot suggestions in the comments. We should have gotten like a bell to be like, class is over. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. So instead, we'll just say cheers and... Um, Wow. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. It's from School of Rock. A life there lesson. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. A quote a week? We'll do that? Sure. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. <laughs>